Have you guys heard about Gritty? <laughs> Do you have a moment to talk about my lord and savior, Gritty? <laughs> I love him so much. He's my wife. <laughs> Didn't you see my, my retweets earlier? No, I didn't. He's gonna kill all of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh wait, I did see that. Was that you? Yeah, it was me. He goes, the Pittsburgh Penguins like retweeted the video of his introduction with "LOL, okay," and then he responded with a terrifying gif, and it said, "Sleep with one eye open tonight, bird." (laughs) I I saw that. He's so scary. I I love him. I just made him my Twitter, Abby. And I, in uh, group me, group me, I'm in. I made my uh, like name the Gritterus. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it, it took a moment, but I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Quinn, did you hear that uh, Regina Regina George's doppelganger is a pregnant queen in Nambia? Because that. My Twitter moments is just informed me of this. Oh, I, I. Hey, Quint. Yeah. Did you know that Zendaya is Meiji? <laughs> did yes, you did know? Did you know that Zendaya is Meiji? <laughs> oh, oh, I would say more importantly, Danny DeVito is Dorgal. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's the one that everyone needs to focus on. <laughs> I do. I do have to say that Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito is Dorgal was the first time that I found that out. I didn't know that Danny DeVito was Dorgal until that video. But of course I knew Zendaya was Michi. Zendaya is Michi. <laughs> Me and Tyler were like literally singing to that for like a full 20 minutes oh. earlier. And Lauren got embarrassed because the door to our house was open. She didn't know. Our parents heard. Me, me and Molly were walking home just belting it from Backburner. Good. Oh no. What did you do? Why is the candle on its side? Because I melted the wax too much and was covering the wick. <laughs> so I had to put it on the side so that the wax would go to the side and then I could use the wick again. Okay, as long as it makes sense to you. <laughs> Maybe don't have candles. I don't know how long you've been recording, either of you. We, since we did the clap. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it's been about almost seven minutes. <laughs> All right. You I'm ready? prepared. Hello, everyone, and oh my god. <laughs> I almost just knocked my laptop off. All right, we're going to try this again. <laughs> That's funny. You good? Yep. I'm asking Lauren because she's playing with the candle. Are you good? Yeah, go ahead. If you're going to pick that up and light it, we can't do that when we're recording because it's going to be on mic. I can do it when Quinn's talking. You know, maybe my feelings are hurt by that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. I'll just do it when Quinn's talking. I'm obviously not listening. Quinn, earlier, I, I brought up how she was looking at the fire last week, and she said it was probably because she was bored. <laughs> so I don't know how else for us to take that as the only other people who are here on this podcast. No, it's just because listening to the bios, it bores me. 
<laughs> Again, Lauren said that one. <laughs> <Lighting a> match. <laughs> Listening to the bios, it bores me. <laughs> And Zendaya is Michi. Lauren, if you would have set the mic on fire right now, I never would have forgiven you. <laughs> it was a good story. <laughs> uh, pop quiz, Quinn. Ready. Who is Danny DeVito? Dorgle. Who's LeBron James? Uh, Gwangi. Who's Gina Rodriguez? Kolka. Qua- uh, who is Common? Stonekeeper. Zendaya is Michi. Yay! <laughs> I'm literally never going to see this movie. When, I, I, I definitely will. <laughs> they hired too many people Lauren likes to not see it. Jimmy Tatro. Jimmy Tatro from uh, the first season of American Vandal is in it. And also 22 uh, Jump Street. Right, the thing that actually, actually matters. It's not pronounced Tardo. <laughs> 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 I I told the SNL writers about fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Are we gonna record now? Yeah. Whatever. I'm waiting for you. You're the one who's doing shit. I've just been doing shit because we haven't been recording. But see, it's just so fun to talk now that we finally have a connection. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, let's do this. everybody and welcome to snuffed david versus goliath uh season two baby we're back baby <laughs> baby, <laughs> baby. I, don't, I don't know how i've made this our thing <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i felt i had to say it though um my name is tyler uh over there is quinn i'm over there <laughs> I'm pointing at you. <laughs> I'm way over. Don't break <laughs> don't break the illusion, Quinn. <laughs> and I'm Lauren. And that's Lauren over there. <laughs> and now you know all of us. Um before we get into the premiere episode of David vs. Goliath, I wanna talk about uh something real quick, a uh different CBS show. Because TKO. TKO. <laughs> Murphy Brown. <laughs> as, as we are all well aware, me and Quinn were horrible at picking tribe members. Woo! In Survivor Ghost Island. But um this year, me and Quinn did a big brother draft with some friends, and me and him got the top two. Woo! So proud so, of us. <laughs> and I won. Suck it. <laughs> and I won suck it. Because um, I had Casey on my team. But um, I just wanted to give ourselves some credibility to the listeners that sometimes we do know what we're talking about. Yeah. And, bet- and, and, and between that and SNL fantasy, you know, I think everybody but Quinn really uh, yeah, has like, a leg to stand on here. I'm terrible at SML fantasy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, this is the second season of Survivor. I came in first. Very true. What? I think. Are you talking I, about Big Brother? No, I came in first this season again. Because, w- wait, we're not selecting who goes home first? Oh. Oh! <laughs> oh, now it all makes sense. Is that not what clear. we've been trying to do? Yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> You're trying to get the people who are going to get eliminated first. Like I'm unbeatable, guys. <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, we'll we'll I, talk about. I also I also do want to point out that we we made some goals for the podcast last week, um, and we have already broken one. What is that? One was to record before ten p.m. Ah well, what, what are you gonna do? <laughs> In, um, <laughs> we we can blame my mom. Yeah, Quinn's mom. <laughs> sure. How dare you come and, visit and we, me? And we, won't, and we won't blame me and Lauren watching like two hours worth of YouTube videos from the guy who made Zendaya's Michi <laughs> before we watched Survivor this week. <laughs> we definitely could have started recording an hour before. Yeah, we, we could have just... done this. We There was plenty of time for us to have <laughs> watched it and recorded at 1030 and we chose not to. <laughs> um, also, I want to say really quick, since we are talking a little bit about Big Brother and that ended this uh, immediately following this week's episode of Survivor. I just want to say that, uh, like last year, that I was very upset that we didn't get to see all of the Survivor contestants find out that Michael had actually been underage the whole time and was lying about his age. I'm very upset that the Big Brother finale came and went without everybody finding out that Tyler was on another CBS show during <laughs> Big Brother. <laughs> I was really hoping for the reveal of them showing that Tyler had been on TKO. <laughs> I saw a clip. Well, they had all been in the house. <laughs> I saw a clip saying Tyler, like, he, he was, like, on set for TKO when they approached him about being on Big Brother. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was kind of our theory. We were like, I bet he... He was on this first before he decided to be on Big Brother. Because on that episode, they're not like, oh, future Big Brother contestant, you know? Yeah. They did that in the the commercials, but not in the actual episode. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so this is this is a TKO podcast, and we talk about every, TKO. <laughs> but only the contestants that were also on Big Brother. <laughs> we're very niche. I thought, I thought you were going to talk about... <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised that the finale came and went without the announcement that Fessy is pregnant. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, Lauren Lauren was hoping for that reveal. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm upset with that that they missed the announcement that Steve lost sixty seven pounds over the summer. Hashtag summer of Steve. <laughs> it's like the year of Luigi. <laughs> when they put on like the Big Brother Snapchat, I was like, Steve looks like too good. <laughs> survivor though that's a fun show too we also like to watch survivor when we're not Um, watching tko we sometimes turn on survivor (laughs) right um so we never did our tko episode we were gonna do a a hiatus tko episode but we never ended up doing it so we and laura watched it for no reason (laughs) way to promote an episode that never happened oh well so, anyways, this is a this is actually truly a Survivor podcast. We talk about Survivor. Um, if you haven't listened to last week's draft, we previewed the cast and we picked who we thought was going to win the whole thing. We all have different tribes. Um, that's just the fun thing that we do on here. But we're just, we're going to get into this episode. So, this season, as you guys, as everybody knows, is David versus Goliath, and um, this episode started with. Um, it seemed like a surprise reveal. Yeah, they definitely didn't know about the theme. Um, yeah, I liked that uh, how um, 
the the Goliath tribe like climbed onto the boat and like got in their position and they were looking around. And they're like, hell yeah. And then like they look over and like you see Christian <laughs> struggle to climb up onto the boat. It really and they were all laughing at them. The the one the one quote from Natalia made me laugh. Because she was like, I look around our, our tribe and we have so much strength and beauty. And then pauses and goes, and some clear brains. And like it cuts straight to Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the, so we get we get into the show. Everybody has the conversations. And I will say, um, we, we, we aren't very punctual on this show. But we're also not very accurate. Because last week I said that uh, that Natalie was the one who is confronted about uh, by Jeff about being a Goliath and not um, a uh, David, and it was actually Allison. not. It was Allison. But I, I also don't think that that like I think he did that, but I don't think she was saying something that's like snarky. Yeah, yeah. It it was more. Um, I, I think the point he was trying to make, and I don't know how clear, like how different it was in the editing based on what happened on the show, but I think clearly the point he was making was just because you're you a Goliath hard. doesn't mean you didn't work hard to get here. It just means that you had opportunities and everybody else had. But Jeff was, was chomping at the bit to talk about Pat. And I love, it's so funny <laughs> to me because I know, I'm watching this episode knowing that Jeff came up with this entire season revolving around Pat. So when Pat points him out and goes, hey, what's your name? <laughs> to make a random point. I was laughing so hard because I was like, oh, Jeff's been waiting to do this the whole time. I thought he came up with this episode, this entire season. I felt kind of bad for Allison, though. It really felt like you should feel shit that you've had a good life. Yeah. Yeah, and like, she wasn't trying to be like a bitch. She was just saying... Yeah. I, the way I took it was like everyone was kind of like laughing and making fun of the Davids on her team. And I think she was trying to be like, no, I admire them, you know, that kind of thing. And Jeff was like, what's that, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, I, I really. <laughs> I loved, well, we'll get the Jeff. I love Jeff so much. And there's some, there were some good Jeff moments on this episode. Um, but. um. After they all kind of did their opening discussion, it was there was a very fun moment where the, so the first challenge as we kind of talked about last week a little bit and well, not very that, well. Yeah, they got their colors, and of course David got the cursed orange. Well, they got the cursed orange, <gasps> but they overcame the curse at the beginning. I they didn't. Won. True. I didn't even realize they were the same colors. Oh my god! Yeah, they're the exact same colors from last season. Exactly the same. However. Uh, the the curse of the orange buffs was uh, excommunicated uh, when they broke the curse in Ghost Island, if you'll remember. <laughs> when they burned it, when they burned when they burned the thing, the curse was lifted. So the yeah, curse but... no longer applies to the orange buff. Yeah, but then uh, they still lost a bunch of stuff after that. Malolos were still evicted, not evicted. Everyone no. too much Big Brother. Oh my god! <laughs> well, can we still have to talk about Big Brother because a show from Big or a term from Big Brother has creeped its way on the Survivor oh, this year? Multiple Big Brother references in this episode of Survivor. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff was stealing from Julie Chen. Yeah, he said, "Expect the unexpected." <laughs> But but no, that was that was like the last challenge like before they merged. Like that was like one of the last things that happened before they like Yeah, but then uh Angela lost the fire challenge in the orange seat. Oh that's fair. Ooh, that is right. That it is still, true. It still played a factor up until the end. It's not like it ever went. I away. forgot about the orange oh, I forgot about the orange seat. Guys, that was so good. I really liked last season of Survivor and I really enjoyed that. That was really funny. <laughs> 
God, that was so interesting. <laughs> um, so anyways, so, so this first challenge, the way it worked was it was happening on a boat and, the, and, and Jeff uh, repeated his mantra this year, which is it's not who has the advantage. It's what is the advantage, which I still personally don't understand. <laughs> um, I think J- Jeff is like one of those people who was like, man, poor people have it so good. Jeff's like poor people have it so good my life has been so much easier when I committed to this one pair of pants and this one shirt (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't have any other material possessions no he gets a new hat every season (laughs) Uh, so then what happens is um, he reveals that there is uh, that that because the Goliaths have all the advantage, their first advantage is that they get to pick the two best Goliaths, um, and um, they pick, obviously, John Morrison, who will hence be known as the Wednesday Night Delight, as Survivor airs on Wednesdays, <laughs> and Allison, uh, Darcy Carden. So if we're going to do nicknames this year... See, I prefer Abraham Lincoln. That was my personal Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Lauren was like, he definitely made that up in the spot, but then he explained, yeah, in Mexico they really hit American stuff, so you really got to have it home. And I was like, oh no, he's used it before. <laughs> he's definitely used it before. I love it. <laughs> I like when he was telling Mike White too, uh, like he was explaining the concept of like of wrestling as a heel, and he is like, he's like, yeah, I go to Mexico, and like he's like, what do you what do you wear a mask? And he goes, no, they wear masks, and then I say that they wear masks because they're ugly. <laughs> And then every and, and I'm great, and I'm gonna see all their girls. And he's like, "It's really fun." <laughs> um. So, so anyways, so so it's 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 Darcy Carden and uh, Abraham Lincoln for the David Tribes, and um, they pick Big Bang Theory as Mike calls him, oh which is God. Christian. It really That's made me laugh. Very good nickname. Um, and Larissa. Um, who, of course, is the purple-haired Puerto Rican lesbian. Are we Punk sure rock. that's how we pronounce her name? Hmm? Are we sure that that's how we pronounce her name? I was name paying yet? attention. No, I think they said it a couple times. No, nobody positive. ever said it. I was trying to, like, make sure how it was pronounced, and I didn't hear it once. Weird. Yeah, I was also listening for it. Right, so we'll, we'll just go with Larissa for now until uh, something changes. I just, I just, um, I want to say right now, like before we get into it, that I was so right about Christian. He's amazing, and I love him. Oh <laughs> Christian is very entertaining, and but like I still like don't think he's gonna win. <laughs> I have, I have the same. Not that they're at all the same, but I, I have very similar, like, bodily reactions to watching Christian than I did watching the movie 8th grade. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the whole time, I'm just, like, cringing, and I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't say that. (laughs) I'm loving every second he's on TV. (laughs) Uh, Which, apparently, he writes logarithms, (laughs) logarithms for slide puzzles, which is a thing that exists, apparently. That was funny. Um... So then what happens is um, once those people are, are selected, the Goliaths are then allowed to choose the path. So there was um, a plank bridge, uh, two-person balance. Wait, no, no, no. 
There's a balance beam over water, a plank bridge, and a two-person balance was the first one. Then there was a crawl under um, a net tunnel or a rope tunnel. And then they can either transfer 30 sandbags from one platform to another, Who complete a side puzzle, <laughs> or put together a 15-piece puzzle uh, that was like a 3D puzzle. And then whoever lowered the shelter first after doing all those three things won. The Goliath, or, or the Davids got to pick which what it was. So they picked um, the balance beam over water, the crawl under, and the slide puzzle for themselves. And for the Goliath team, they picked the plank bridge, the uh, net tunnel, and the 15-piece puzzle. And I thought it was really interesting that the choice to move the sandbags was an option, considering that the plan was always for the Davids to pick who did what. Because in what world were the Davids going to choose to do that or allow the Goliaths to do it? (laughs) They just, like, wanted it to be there. They wanted to really hammer down the David versus Goliath thing. They're like... I think maybe what the reason is, is they wanted them to do the puzzles, so they picked the third option they knew no one would pick. (laughs) (laughs) They could have just put in a different puzzle. I'm still not... Yeah, it's weird. I'm still not sold on, like, opening with a challenge that's just, like, singles out a few people. I don't know if I love that. I don't really... I preferred it here than I did last year. Oh, yeah, for sure, but, like... Because on Ghost Island, it really seemed like you were really, like pitting people against each other for the rest of the season, which happened. Yeah. Like, like, and, and I don't, I didn't love that. It was, but this year, I don't think anyone's still thinking about this opening challenge. Yeah. But I don't know. I, 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 I just prefer it. Like when it's and more I think team it's, based, I think because the decision was balanced out where it was like the, be, because everybody had a factor in choosing everything the David's winning, didn't feel like it was the Goliath's fault. Yeah. Or, and, and and it didn't really felt like the Davids overcame anything because they got to choose the path. So I think it worked out in a way that nobody got singled out for it, but it made a point about the overall season. So it was definitely better, I think, than last year's for sure. Yeah. But I, but I agree. I don't love singling out people at the very beginning. I'm going to say something that I don't know <laughs> either of you will agree with. But I am not particularly a fan of the David versus Goliath shtick so far. Oh, no, it's annoying. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I, I don't particularly love it either. Because um, now, we're, now we're getting into the same shit as last year where the Davids hate the Goliaths and the Goliaths hate the Davids already. And it was which, fucking episode one. Which I think they producers want. But I don't love because no, then what's going to happen is what what I'm hoping, though, this is what my 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 feelings on it is. I think that's the case where they're already pitting each other against each other. But what I'm hoping is when you look at a lot of people are like, like, why is Mike White a, a Goliath? He's a David. Or why is this other person a Goliath? They should be a David or David versus or this David should be a Goliath, really. Um, although it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of Davids who be, should be a Goliath, but, um, B, B, yeah, B could be one, um, from a, from a MMA standpoint. For just from a physical standpoint. Yeah. Not, not any, mm. not the actual point of the season. But, but she's also still very tiny. Mm-hmm. Either way. 
Um, it seems like once they merge, they could blend together pretty easily, and it would be easy to forget who was who. I hope, because seasons are always more fun when the tribes blend. Yeah. That's what I, I hated the most about last season, was that it was just boring, because Navidi just kept taking down Malolo, and it was... And it's always frustrating oh. when they stick to those opening ones and they never back off of them. But it's it's also different in this one because they they are put in those tribes for a reason. Whereas normally, like the Malolo versus Navidi, it was just fucking random. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't like they were. This. It's like oh, you're Navidi because of this reason. It was like you literally were just like just picked to be Navidi. Um. So, so after the challenge, um, everybody goes back to the camps and everybody um, starts celebrating, blah, blah, blah. Um, making shelters. They start making shelters on both sides. Pat takes the lead um, for the David tribe. It is easier to remember the names of the tribes this year because they're just David and Goliath. <laughs> they're not, they don't have like weird names. That's, that's nice. I also I just want to take a quick moment to point out Mike White was wearing a fedora. I want to point out something even better because I think Mike White put a lot of thought into his outfit <laughs> because the t-shirt he was wearing was a t-shirt that said, why can't we all just get along? Which is so funny to me. <laughs> I, I literally to love him so much. <laughs> he's he's so right. He's such a like a penner. He's just so fun and funny. I'm a huge fan. My, my favorite aspect of the whole thing is that during this whole sequence, when everybody's building shelters, he goes off to find an idol and immediately puts a target on his back. Not because he needed an idol, but just because he was on Survivor and wanted to look for one. I respect it. It's adorable that he was like, I'm on Survivor. I get to go look for an idol. And everyone was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> and then he's like, well, might as well look even harder now. Yeah, because now he actually needs one. Um, but then on on the Goliath side, we had Dan already putting the flirt on everybody. This is what I came here for. <laughs> okay, I have issues. Yeah, I have lots of issues with it as well. What's yours? Mine is Supergirl is Superman's relative. This is an oh, that is a show that man. is a very good point. I thought he's. I thought they were talking about Lois. Oh no, no, no. it's Kara. Yeah, it was it's freaking his niece, me out. I think. Yeah, it was freaking me out. It's, very it's weird. like this is illegal. Guys, remember they're not nerds. They don't know. No, he, nah, he named, dude, he's a nerd. He's he a fucking nerd. Dog. He named his dog after her. There's no way. And he, he was know. also and very was confused it. when she said that. She's not a nerd. He's a nerd. Yeah. He, oh, so wait, she's the one who said she was like, "Oh, Kara, that's like." Supergirl, like, she knew that, but then he was confused because he didn't know what she was talking about, and then and then understood, oh, Supergirl is Kara, yes, you're right, I understand, because he was also thinking of Lois Lane. Yeah. She was like, I'll be well, your Supergirl, but, like, he's like, well, I don't want you to be my niece, I want you to be in bed with me. But we all know that that won't happen because she gets with Alec. I, I, I mean, I'm confused now. She seemed really into him. Right. I don't know what's going on. But it but well also, I mean, they're on separate tribes, so we don't know what happens. They're on the same tribe. By the time we get to the Alex and Kara? Yeah. Yeah. They're all on Never the mind. same. Never mind. They're all on the same I tribe. I forgot they were all on the day. The, see, this is what I mean. I'm having a hard time remembering who's who. 
Um, so you, you, you thought Alec was a David? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought both of the, those, the other two were Davids because Dan is a David-ish person. He probably could have been on the David side. You, I just didn't like that, that Dan said he liked Kara because she was like fit and blonde. Is that like all she, all he said? I don't remember. <laughs> it was, it was something like very like basic and I was like, okay, well. And it's also one of those things where he he at least mentioned, like, you know what? She's my kryptonite, and you can tell if anything's going to fuck up his game, it is that he is infatuated with these girls who are super into him. Yeah. He's and also, it's going to fuck him up. He also liked Nat, uh, Natalia. Uh, Natalie. Yeah. Natalia. No, that's me who likes Natalie. Um, yeah. Also, this was the one of the instances where he was... It's very clear that he's a Big Brother fan because he kept calling it a show. Yes. <laughs> I groaned so hard when he said it's just going to be a showman's. I went, oh no. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, finally, here we go. Um, so, um, so, what, so what else happens? On the other side, Pat um, is taking the reins of building the shelter, but everyone thinks he's kind of a jerk because of it. I, I, um, I, that always ever it happens every single time someone knows how to build a shelter and they're like, "Hey, for I do this for a living." And then people are like, "How dare you tell me?" Wendell and it wasn't Dominic Wendell and Dominic, fine. but everybody loved Wendell and Dominic because they built the shelter. But pretty much every other season, it's like, "Hey, I'm literally an architect," and they're like, "How dare you tell me how to build this shelter?" <laughs> or or fucking Natalie, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey, I literally um, lead people for a living. How dare you? I, uh, I All I could think was I would fucking hate Natalie as a boss watching her on this episode. Uh, yeah. I loved her. And she was like, people... <laughs> no, you would. I know you do. And she was like, people would die for me. <laughs> oh my god. She, she, she knows her fan base already. <laughs> <laughs> she, and then she looked at, she looked at the, the, right into the camera and said, right, Quinn? <laughs> And Quinn just nodded silently. But I just like that, literally like the first scene we get of the Goliath camp, I was right. And Natalie was complaining about all the young people. All the all the old people always complain about the young people. Like, I know, Carl I was too. It was like her especially. Carl was too on the David tribe. Yeah. He's like, these young people and their legs. Well, that was, spe- that was specifically he was complaining about Nick. Who I love also. Yeah, I'm a fan, actually. Well, I said that before. I said that in the draft episode. I was a fan of him. Yeah, but, like, I never know for sure. But now I can, like, say, like, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I do like him. And his oh, his story was so sad. I know. It, it, oh, my God. That whole segment did make me laugh a little bit. Because it's like, let's go around the circle and share your childhood traumas. But he, like, waited a few hours. Yeah, that that was, to me, the thing that was so, like... I, I At first, I was still a little bit on the fence about him because he was like, uh, I don't really want to talk about it or whatever. Like, he was sitting around and he's like, oh, it's not really my thing to share. Everybody's sitting around talking about their sadness. They're all bonding a lot. You can pretty much count this on the rain, which I appreciate that, like, the David tribe took the rain in, in stride and used it to bond instead of... Um, be miserable and sad. They talked about their sadness and then comforted each other, which I thought was a very helpful way to get through something like that. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is 
Nick is sitting there not really saying anything. Then hours pass. Everybody goes to sleep and he wakes everybody up to, because he needs to talk about it. And to me, the thing that um, made me realize like this wasn't like a ploy or something weird like he felt like because a part of me was honestly thinking like oh he feels like he needs something he needs to bring something up because everybody else brought something up and he's been thinking about now he needs something but then when he starts talking about it you can tell if you've if you've ever had a secret before and you want to talk about it and and you can't find the words to bring it up or say something about it you could hear him struggle to say it and he kept preambling and, and, and even like yeah. when rambling. he did say it he kind of choked up and you and like I wouldn't have heard what he said if it wasn't right. for the subtitle yeah. when he started when he started talking about it after all the preamble he couldn't even get it out and he couldn't even straight up say what happened yeah no. he just kind of implied it and started crying and yeah. it was really heartbreaking like as he was talking I did think he was like oh he's doing this to just like be have a moment and fit in but like he said something like nobody wants to talk bad about their mom and that was like the moment where I was like, "Oh, this is about to get like into really it." Really serious. Yeah. And then he was, yeah. And then it, the cutaway went like just his um, confessional solo interview, whatever. When he was talking about how like he doesn't open up anymore because like he would only open up to, or he doesn't get emotional anymore because he would only get emotional with his mom. And I was like, "Oh my god." Ooh. Yeah, and, and like, he was trying like that, kept, too. Yeah. It just kept, like, piling on. It was like, oh, my God. That's this whole episode, though, is just, like, lots yeah. of real sad stuff. Yep. Yeah, and it's interesting how it, it, what it becomes uh, is this situation where everybody is, like, because you're in the rain, you're talking about your sadness, everyone's kind of getting it out there and, and in the open. And it didn't feel forced or even felt like... The situation of being on Survivor and being put in this situation caused all the emotion, but just they just all kind of agreed. It's what's so funny about that. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I saw a picture of Gritty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't control myself. <laughs> Were you just reminded of him because of him? <laughs> <laughs> No, my friend sent me a picture. <laughs> what was Gritty doing? He's laying on Jimmy Fallon's couch. <laughs> he was on the Tonight Show! <laughs> I'll send it to you guys. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's now we got that sad part over with. <laughs> yeah, we 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 now contractually can't talk about that anymore. We need to move on. Who's who's gritty? Are you asking? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> if you you don't know who gritty is at this point, what are you doing? He's the new mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers, and he's made of nightmares. And he's beautiful. <laughs> he's a beautiful nightmare child. Um, would, would gritty be a Goliath? Or a dude? <laughs> There was no point where I ever felt from the moment Gritty was revealed that he needed to be validated or accepted. He was he came out he came out of that tunnel and was like, I'm here now. Bow to me. 
deal with it. Deal with it. I'm your god now. I don't play by you mortals' rules. You can't unring this bell. <laughs> you can't. You can't put it back. You can't put it back once you've brought it forth. <laughs> you can't ungoogly these eyes. <laughs> Did you see the one gif where he like turns around? <laughs> Did you see when he threatened to kill all of the Pittsburgh yes. Penguins? Oh, wait, we talking <laughs> about this yeah. earlier. No, there's this one gif where he turns around and he stops, but his eyes are just still going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry for that detour. What else happened on Survivor this week? Well, uh, I won one of the polls. What? That we had. We guessed who would get the first idol, and I was right, because I guessed Dan. Congrats. <laughs> also, just like um, previous seasons, the person that I have on my team that is the cute one sticks the idol in, <laughs> in their underwear. And he was about around a bunch of women when he did it. Yeah. And even in his, like, confessional when he was, like, pulling it out, I was, like, a little nervous. Like, Dan, you're on TV. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> I love how you, like, are so concerned about him. Like, you don't even want to see it. You want what's best for him. No, I want... I, I don't want him to embarrass himself. I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't embarrass himself. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't... I don't know. <laughs> just want him to be decent. <laughs> um... But yeah, Natalia and Kara were there, so that so they know about it. Isn't the best strategy to go look for an idol with a group of people, but whatever. Yeah, um, it, it was one of those things where that that hopefully solidifies this. Um, Dan and the girls. Yeah. Alliance. Um. Yeah, the the this alliance in some way. We'll see what happens here, but um. Yeah, I, I did think it was interesting that they chose to reveal this in another Big Brother-style sequence where something happened and then they went back and explained it later because he says in the confessional, they show everybody looking for idols because everybody's looking for an idol, but they're not looking for anything because I already found it. No, and then it flashed back. he said. Yeah. He said, they're looking for an idol, but it's funny because it's in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that editing. It was like, I had never seen it before, and it was like fun and exciting. I did like it. Yeah. It, ma it, made, it made learning that he had the idol more exciting and fun. Yeah, it really did. Because you're like, Cause you're like, oh shit. Who's going to find it? I was hoping Natalie, but that's just me. <laughs> oh god. Um, we also have Davy catching an octopus. I thought that was, I thought that was worth noting. <laughs> I, I liked all the, I liked that, and then I also liked all the, like, weird alliances, unexpected ones that were forming right before eyes. Specifically, Lyrza Elizabeth. <laughs> they, like, were talking about how, like, they're like, no one will suspect this, but I was like, eh, I don't know, I feel like it's not the most outrageous <laughs> thing. I was blindsided in the best way. I was, I feel like, uh, I don't know, uh... I feel like there's other, like, groupings in that group that would be very weird. <laughs> like who? Pat and anybody. <laughs> Pat just doesn't seem like an alliance kind of person, you know what I mean? He bonded with Carl. That is true. But Carl bonded with Davey. That's fair. 
Pat, Pat was freaking me out when he was like standing on that tree oh, yeah. cutting that branch. And that's I wrote in all not caps. Not even how he injured. These are high risk behavior. I was like, oh no, is something bad gonna happen to Pat? <laughs> no, he's fine. <laughs> And nothing bad ever happened really to Pat. pulled the wool over your eyes. <laughs> so, um, are, are we good to get into the next challenge, I think? What else happened? Was there anything interesting that happened before the next challenge? No. Oh, like the little nerd herd that formed? That was cute. Just the two of them? Christian and yeah. Gabby? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. There's also this really great moment where after the first challenge... That that David won. Christian is sitting in the confessional talking about how after they won, all he could think about was all the things he could have done better. And how he really fucked it up for them. And it's like, dude. You, you, and he did the he's a self-hating puzzle. nerd. He did the slide puzzle in like five seconds or something. It was, yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Overall, I really liked how this episode really gave every single person a moment. Like, I feel like I know all of them, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job doing that. Um, so, then we, we take off Except for... Except for Alec. Um... Yeah, kinda. No, no, because we decided he's a dog, remember? Oh yeah, we did decide. We, were, we decided that in the next challenge, uh, one of the first things is they had to pick somebody to clear out some, some of the sand and climb under a pole. They've done that before. They've definitely done it before. But I think Alex volunteered because he's a dog. <laughs> and he likes to dig <laughs> holes. And he did it like somebody who's done this a lot. <laughs> he, he's like, I'm going on Survivor. Are they like, oh, do you want to practice making fire? He's like, no! <laughs> put a stick, put a big piece of wood in sand and I'm going to dig a hole under it. <laughs> um... So, one of the things I noticed during the immunity challenge is, one, Stephanie was not wearing pants. Two. (laughs) Wait, who's Stephanie? I said the same thing. (laughs) Cowgirl. No, that's Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Why am I calling her Stephanie? I don't know. I didn't think it was a Stephanie, but you were the one who said it, and you have your notes in front of you. I wrote Stephanie. Why? (laughs) I don't know. Um, I, I will, well, Lauren <laughs> has an existential crisis looking at her notes. Um, I want to say we, we didn't talk about Natalie and we need to talk about Natalie and the way that Natalie, um, just stood around complaining that nobody was listening to her to build the shelter and not doing fuck all to help with it <laughs> and getting in people's faces and yelling at them for, for, um, for not doing anything right. She was insufferable. Or maybe she was. <laughs> I was pointing at because Quinn. I knew Quinn smart. was going to defend her, and so I was pointing so at Quinn. I just, I just want to say one of the most iconic survivors of all time started off the exact way Natalie is right now, and in her in Ceri's first season, they were going to vote her off first episode when they went to tribal council because they thought she was lazy and afraid of leaves, <laughs> but. Look at we we're four seasons of Sari now, and she's considered the best to never win. And fight me if you disagree. So all I'm saying is Natalie is going to be the next Survivor icon, and I have the proof. We, we will see. We'll check up on that later. I I was thinking that if she was pretty much destined to be eliminated this first episode too, if they would have uh, lost the challenge, the the challenge. Um, 
basically here uh, consisted of um, several challenges. You had to basically get your team all the way across, and at the end there was a big giant puzzle with numbers on it. Um, it was pretty neck and neck the entire time, and I think it just came down to Goliath having a bit of a head start on David because of the other more physical obstacles, and Carl... Um, well, no, the whole reason was because Alec was really good at digging that hole. Well, true, true. <laughs> but I think that, that... That was the lead. It, but it was also David, or Carl, I'm sorry, not being good at um, doing that or anything else because he was like was falling on the floor exhausted. he was tired, yeah. Time. So, um, and, it was, and it was interesting. It basically, uh, it was a very, very tight race. Christian... Because he was the one calling out the spots, I think immediately, based on what I know about him, began self-loathing and assuming that it was his fault that they lost, which I definitely don't think it was. It seemed like he was doing a very good job of communicating what everybody needed to do. And um, yeah, it really didn't feel like it was anyone's fault that they lost. Yeah, I like, think they it, all did. Well. I think it was just that Goliath just had the jump. They they were just a little bit faster in the early part, and that's gave them enough time to finish before. David was able Speaking to catch up. of jumps, Pat's jump across that pole terrified me. Oh, I'd have to rewatch it. I, oh, I wonder if that caused uh, anything to happen before the boat ride. No, it was no during the boat so ride. I read. I read somewhere online. It was like a genetic, like a thing that happens to people who work in like whatever he does a lot, and just like whatever that wave is is just like it just kind of initiated accelerated it. it. Mm. Yeah. Just like, I mean, a lot of people who um, hurt their backs, a lot of times it's like just years of strain. And then, I mean, that happened to me like just like a couple months ago. It's like years of of strain and then like one little movement can cause such like a big thing. And it's like not even because of what you did. It's just kind of like years of buildup. Yeah. And so that's probably, yeah, that's probably what happened. That's probably why like he had such like a, it had such a big effect on him and everyone else was fine. Uh, it it was. Are we just gonna get to it? Let's move. Well, yeah. I I think well, really quick before we get into it. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get into it. We'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah. So go ahead. It was just so. First of all, I like was only half paying attention, like waiting for them to like get back into the meat of deciding who's gonna go home. And then I just kind of glance up, and all of a sudden there's a stretcher. That's like, and I was like just so so shocked at first. Me and Tyler like. We kind of, like, were in the other room when we, like, didn't pause it. And I, like, walked back in. I was like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And, like, I was just so sad, man. It was really heartbreaking. Like, wow. Well, in this moment, so what happened, just so everybody knows, for whatever reason, if you're listening to this and haven't seen the episode yet, um, we are talking about how Pat... Uh, on their way back from the challenge before they even get the tribal, just something happens. There's some kind of snap in his back and he um, is immediately taken care of by the medical team. I brought up the, uh, the the sexy accented doctor who has been a recurring character on Survivor for a few years now. <laughs> who I don't think, I literally don't think until recently Quinn would be a better expert of this. Like, it seemed like he showed up a lot in one season and then I've seen him every season since then. It was, it was, oh shoot, there was one season where there, it was not Samoa, it was, um, Brains versus Beauty versus Brawn, 
Koarong when like eight people like passed out during the first challenge. Like that's during what not first challenge, one of the challenges. I think that's like when he like I remember him like really coming through. He might be there before that though. <laughs> him shining. Yeah. Yeah, in, in his sexy doctor way. <laughs> so, um there there is a couple moments I appreciate the sexy doctor's back and he's and he's talking through Pat and all the other survivors on the David team are freaking out. They're, they're kind all of crying. They're all crying. They're like, all upset. They all, they all seem like so genuinely like worried for him and his well being. I mean, it looked he he's he is fine now, but it did look like he like broke his back. Mm-hmm. It really did, and like when he was like like crying like uh, when he said I can't, I was like, oh, I'm so I, I feel bad that he's sick. But then he was like, I can't go out like this. That like was a gut punch. Oh, no. Well, I, I also like when he was talking to Jeff. Jeff was like, do, "Are you? Do you think you can go on, or, or do you have to quit or whatever?" And he started saying, I, "I can't, I can't." And I thought he was saying like, "I can't go on," but then he was like, "I can't quit. I have to stay here. I can't leave. I have to keep Th- going." That happens to be exactly what I just said. I know. I'm just repeating. Like that's what I thought was <laughs> happening too. <laughs> Um, I thought you were like adding something. No, I was just saying like when I was one, when he said I can't, I was really thinking like, oh, he's he's just saying he can't go on, but yeah, no, he yeah, he's saying I can't. I have to stay here. Uh, there, it was just real sad. I like wrote down like I I'm like actually like hurting in my heart. There there is a moment that of levity in this in which um, Gabby is explaining the situation in a confessional. I believe it's Gabby, and she says. We're all huddled around, and then we see Jeff Probst coming, which is never a good sign. <laughs> or something like that. Or that means bad. Like, we, we knew it was bad. We knew there was going to be bad news because Jeff Probst was coming, and I thought that was funny. Just the idea that Jeff Probst is a harbinger of evil and bad news. <laughs> He's the death of He's really a gritty. <laughs> He's the Chris Harrison. <laughs> and... um. There's another moment of levity with Jeff, too, that I really appreciated. Um, much like it, for football fans, there was a while, and I don't know if they still use it as much anymore, but there was a while when everyone would joke about the sad fo- uh, sports on Fox music, which is they would play whenever there was an injury in a football game and they would go to commercial. Like the Fox music for the football games, like, do 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 do. But then when someone would get hurt, it would be played like at a minor key and it would be like, do, 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 because it was sad because somebody was hurt. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Probst did the survivor equivalent of this, which was a very downtrodden and sad. Come on in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, come, come on. Uh. Yeah, it's it's the it's the same the, the same uh, words that he has shouted so many times before, but in no, a solemn, sad, sad tone. Mm hmm. But like the the exact moment when Pat left and Jeff started talking was the moment I was over the theme of David versus Goliath. Yeah, yeah. Because like Jeff's like, up, oh, yeah, of course a David would get hurt, and I'm like, shut up, Jeff. David really, someone's injured. David <laughs> or Jeff really feels like he's uh he's the guy who came up with the David versus Goliath thing, and he was trying really hard to salvage it here. Yeah, I think that's the problem. He, he loves it so much. And the whole thing was really riding on David and John Morrison in the final two, I think. <laughs> I think in his head, those are the final two always. That's the David and the Goliath. Like, those are the two opposing foes. 
John Morrison and you mean, Pat. You mean, you mean oh, Pat? You said David. <laughs> okay. Yeah, David. <laughs> David versus Goliath. Pat's the David. You said John Morrison and David. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Yes, he he is the the David. <laughs> Tyler can't admit that he messed up. I think the real Goliath is Mike White. If we if we really break down the definition of Goliath, Mike White is the only one. So there there is no vote, but Quinn loses a member of his team to injury. Poor Pat out in the first episode. Like I said, I came in first. <laughs> you did it. You it's tradition at this point. <laughs> yeah, just get on my level. Um it, the thing is, if they if Pat hadn't gone gotten hurt and they went to tribal council, it was still between Nick and Pat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who are both on my team. So either way, I feel like it wasn't going to be good for me. Yeah, uh, it, it was a rough uh, situation. Um, so next week, uh, what does it look like? Um, refresh my memory, Quinn. Um, yeah, about. So it was, I know Larissa was getting some heat in the preview for next week's episode. Yeah. Who else was? Do you remember? Um... Not really. I remember? watched this at like 4 a.m. Are you like... I don't get what you're doing. Not, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm asking. Just... They were saying there was some heat laid at Larissa's feet. It looks like Natalie, I think, has some more heat, right? I don't remember at all. Yeah. I, I When I when you say heat, you do mean momentum towards winning this (laughs) (laughs) of course (laughs) no yeah uh in this instance i mean that it seemed like everybody was uh gunning for him somebody comes to larissa and says oh everybody's coming for you and she seems surprised by that and it looks like natalie still has a lot of heat on her because she uh, on account of her being a total bitch (laughs) (laughs) everyone comes up to natalie and says hey i'd die for you (laughs) That's At first I thought you were really it. mean, but actually I would take a bullet for you, Natalie. <laughs> I just love how... What'd you say, Lauren? I don't remember. I'm very tired. I just, I, I really appreciate <laughs> the way that, like, they just kept getting back to, like, N- N- Natalia was getting really upset with Natalie. And I love how she was explaining. She's like, she just keeps standing there and staring at us. And they just kept cutting the footage of her standing there in a hoodie, just watching them. She sucks. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to see you say that at the finale when the <laughs> eight to zero to zero vote for Natalie is read. All right, so really quick, let's go over everybody's tribes again. Like refresh, refresh our memories. No, you have a better idea of who is who. On my team, we got Dan, Natalia, Allison, Carl, Jessica, Alec, and Elizabeth. Not Stephanie. <laughs> That's your team? Yeah, that's my team. Quinn is John, B, Nick, Natalie, Angelina, and Christian. Angelina's really getting the Chelsea edit so far. Yeah, I keep forgetting that she exists. Yes. Yeah, she's disappeared. I was literally about to say, wait, who was that? And then I remember that's what we're we're saying. That was the exact point. She and Natalia kind of look alike. Yeah. And so it's really a struggle. Um, and then Tyler has Davey, Gabby, 
Jeremy, Larissa, Mike, and Kara. And I don't remember who Jeremy is. He's the... Um, he, he, the he was <laughs> the one who was like, Oh, y'all are going to Idol Hunt? Fuck off, but I will too. Yeah, he was he was complaining about Mike idol hunting, and he was like sitting in his confessional with his like legs all the way up, and you could see his socks, and he was getting rained on. Uh, that's about all I got. <laughs> I'm trying to explain to Lauren how he was sitting. Maybe you that's don't why. Have to. I just don't. His 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 remember. feet were like up in a really weird way, and you could see his socks were like his socks were the were were up in the forefront of the camera, and he was like in the background behind his legs. It was very weird. Um, all right. So who, based on the first episode, whose tribe seems to be really shining through here? I feel like in terms of TV time, my tribe, but in terms of heading to win this game, not my tribe. (laughs) Yeah, I, I thought, um, I was okay with the looks of some of my guys. Davey caught an octopus. We didn't talk about that. I said it. I don't remember you saying it. I must not have heard you. Um, so there was that, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- does anybody feel really confident after the first episode that anybody's got a shot at winning this? I don't know. I think it's too early to like th- logically think about that. Yeah. I, I'm still, I really think Dan, Dan's got a good shot at this, but also after the first episode, he really worried me with his, like, obsession with girls. And even him showing everybody the idols because he was probably with two girls. Like, if he was with Mike White and John Morrison looking for idols, would he have said something? You know what I mean? Right. I, is it, has the Natalie joke gotten tired yet? Nope. Okay, Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. I wanted to go over our predictions from the last episode. Yeah, that's what I was going to do after we were done talking about that. So. Okay, well then, go ahead. I'll do it. Um, so, the first person out, no one guessed Pat. But, also, he wasn't voted out. Mm-hmm. But, um... Ooh, that's actually, before you keep doing that, that's what I wanted to, to bring up. That was a question I forgot to ask. Who... Who do you think the David Tribe would have voted out if Pat hadn't gotten hurt? I think Nickered Pat. That's probably where I was going to, but I almost felt like Nick's emotional outburst might have been, been Pat. It might have probably led to Pat anyway. So it might have been mute. It actually might have been able for them to, to get rid of him without feeling bad about it. <laughs> um, The person who got the most severe sunburn... I think was Jessica. I was looking. Oh! And she definitely had, like, some third-degree burn on her We forgot to talk about her, but I really, really liked her. I feel good about her. I do, too. Yeah. Even though she cried, but, like, I still felt good. But she started the whole emotional moment between everyone that made them bond as a tribe. That's true. It paid off. Um... First to find an idol, I did guess right, because I guessed Dan. And that was all that we have so far, because we kind of did a lot of, like, longer... I didn't expect an idol to be found in the first episode, though. Oh, I decided, while we were watching this episode, that next year, one of our categories that we're going to guess on the first episode is, who will be the first contestant to hoist themselves on their own petard? (laughs) (laughs) 
as as uh, Mike White explained after he had been caught looking for idols <laughs> that he had hoisted himself on his own petard. And that's a good, I really like that as a thing because we all know what that means. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, this, this guy is the first person in the game to have hoisted themselves on their own petard. Just do, do something real stupid that really fucks them over. Like, I actually really hope Mike White stays for a while because he's so funny. Yeah, I really like him a lot, and I, I feel bad that like immediately everybody was like, hey, "He's he's looking for idols, and he's rich, and he's a uh, he was on um, Amazing uh, Race, yeah, School of Rock. He was in School of Rock, and now everybody wants to get rid they of him. They did recognize him immediately. Yeah, Dan was like, "I don't know what the fuck you're from," and then what's her name? Was it Natalia who like came in under like she like moved into the frame in a way <laughs> where she seemed to have like ducked under and up into the frame and went, he was on Amazing Race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you Sorry. guys think is going to find the David idol? Um, I think Nick. Because he needs it. Who do I think? I'm going to say on, the, on that tribe, I could see... Christian looking for the idol and I can see Davey looking for the idol so I'm gonna go Christian looking for the idol gonna... I don't know if he's gonna find it but I definitely think he'll he'll look for it because he's gonna feel like he needs something after his uh loss because that's just seems to be how his brain works I'm gonna go with Larissa Larissa oh that'd Larissa. be interesting also, of all, like, there was uh, something that was brought up in this episode on the Goliath tribe that uh, women only account for, like, 15% of vital finds. And uh, I was thinking about that, and I feel like um, Gabby could be somebody who seems like she would look for an idol. I don't know if anybody else agrees with that. She just seems like somebody who would go looking for one and maybe find no, one. No, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, who do you think? So, are you are we officially making predictions for next week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So who who do you think is getting snuffed next week? Uh, <laughs> the first snuffing. Or uh, yeah, because technically no one's been snuffed yet, except Lauren's candle. <laughs> From last week, she's got well, she's got another one this week, so don't worry about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say Natalie. Honestly, I'm ready to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you guessing? I'm going to say... Uh, Dan. Out of spite. Why? What because, are you yeah, doing? I don't think I'm, Dan's getting stuff. He has an cause, idol. Because I know Tyler likes Dan, too. I don't care. <laughs> But and whatever would hurt Tyler the most, that's what to happen. Well, it would be John Morrison, honestly. Ah, oh, damn it. He's on my team, too. I'm going to go with uh, Mike White. Not a bad choice. I think that people... There, there was a conversation happening over on the Goliath tribe of who was more of a threat, Natalie or Mike White. And I do think that... Mike White, maybe, I don't know if he endeared himself more, but I know Natalie didn't. And that's why I think she has a better shot at getting eliminated than him. Because it seems like everybody, like Natalie, like really wants Natalie gone. Like she's really gunning for her already. So 
And I, and I also think there's more younger people in that tribe. And I think the younger people are going to be more annoyed with Natalie than Mike. Well, I wasn't... I didn't think they would vote off of being just annoyed. I think... Because they were talking about how they... He's sneaky and they don't trust him and, like, they have to watch out for him more. And I feel like that might be a thing where, like, they... It leads them to vote him out over Natalie, who they just don't like. But I think they don't like her and also I think that she's not good at challenges and she's not doing anything around camp. And it seems like at least Mike is contributing and... At well, this we'll early see. point you in the game. You also said Natalie, so I couldn't have said Natalie. So. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm saying why I think Natalie. I'm just saying. Is it's... this fun for you? Who? Both of you. No, I'm not even trying to, to argue. Just, I'm just, I'm just saying that I, be, I, I think it leans more Natalie. That's not what he's saying. To what? be trashing her like this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you enjoying yourself? I thought you meant the two of us arguing with each other, but yeah, no, we're really just doing this. I, I'm doing this because I know it hurts you. Where do you get off, Tyler? <laughs> well, if you do, you you know what? Who who threw the first stone in this situation? You're the one who drafted John Morrison in spite of me. <laughs> so you know, this this is an all-out war now. <laughs> Snuffed Infinity War. <laughs> Oh my god. Don't whatever you do, don't send gritty to me. He's going to. Don't I already summon did. gritty. <laughs> did you not see the picture? Oh my god. I sent it to you guys. I also saw one of his gritty and Sean Mendez together, so that was a lot of disappointment. How, how did that happen? Sean Gritty's only been alive for like three days. How has he gone on the Tonight Show and and met Sean Mendez? I believe it was like a two in one. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh no, this is, this is a very unsettling picture. <laughs> the, the one on the couch? Yeah, I don't. I I would I would literally. I, scream's not the right word because I think it'd be a silent horror. I think maybe throw up if I came home and saw Gritty sitting on my couch like that. I I think the word you're looking for is sexually intimidating. One hundred percent. He is definitely sexually intimidating. Oh, for sure. All right. Any any other predictions for next week we want to do? I I need a, I haven't picked who's actually I think's going home. You guys both picked Goliaths, so I'm gonna I pick said a, Dan. Yeah, you yeah, said but Dan. Like that was mostly out of spite. <laughs> okay. A real pick. Uh, I, so I'm gonna pick uh David, and I'm gonna say Carl. So you just switched to someone else on my team. Yeah, but this this was a more educated guess. And also, remember the first shot was at me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, there's no there's no hatred between us, Lord. We need to work together to take down Tyler. <laughs> to take down Tyler. Unholy alliance, Lauren Quinn Gritty, <laughs> level two, <laughs> level three. Oh, gritty! What <laughs> level <laughs> level gritty? What was uh what what was the alliance name for Nick and Elizabeth? Was it? What is the oh. name they came up with? Oh, the Thoroughbreds. The Thoroughbreds. <laughs> the I loved it. <laughs> oh no, she said that. She said that. What like? Um, oh. Ba- basically, caring about other people is inbred in the Davids. <laughs> so the Davids are inbred. Yeah. Uh, I also. Um, I. I it, it, 
I was going to make a spoiler for the movie Thoroughbreds, but I'm not going to do that. I don't want to ruin that for our, for our podcast listeners uh, who may not have seen it. it I'm uh, one of them. Yeah. So there we go. You are actively listening to the podcast. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I think that Thoroughbreds is, is a fun name. Um, but I, I did joke with Lauren that it would have been funny if they were like, let's call ourselves level six. I still think that's a very silly name, but that's just me. It, it was the most powerful alliance. It truly arguably, was. It, arguably, in the, it's the top three most powerful all time. Yeah. I can't yeah. rank it yet. I need to do. Well, well, I also, I, I was mentioning this, like, to me, the the relationship, because at the end of the episode of Big Brother this year, everybody was like, oh, look at all these relationships that formed. And the one between uh, Fessy and Haley, all I could think about was Fessy, the montage that they aired earlier in the season of Fessy talking about how he never saw anything coming and it was always blindsided and never understood anything that was going on. Cut to Haley crying and saying, I have the worst alliance. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll always think of the two of them in that moment of Haley trying her hardest to succeed and Fessy just not comprehending anything that's going on. Actively Actively ruining her chances to win. (laughs) Which is exactly why they're going to work as a couple. True. Wait, is Bailey pregnant? I don't know. Quinn, did you see the proposal? <laughs> okay, you know what happened when I was watching the Big Brother premiere? I'll tell you. Finale? Uh, so... Finale. <laughs> Finale. So... Or did you travel into the future? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I changed, like, my laptop's location to San Francisco, so I, like, watched it on the live TV, but, like, on West Coast time. And mm-hmm. my Wi-Fi cuts out as Julie saying, and the final show, showman's the summer, Swaggy C and Bailey... And my Wi-Fi cuts out. And that cuts back in when Julie goes, and America's favorite player is. So I missed the proposal, the <laughs> and, the, announcement and of the, the reading of the votes. I was so mad. But I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I needed to know. I, like, desperately texted our Big Brother group chat. And I was like, somebody tell me how the votes played out. I can't find it anywhere online. And then Harish corrected me in the morning. And I was like, I wanted to be like, I'm sorry. I did that by memory. And also it was 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I was half asleep. <laughs> I appreciated it anyway. Yeah, I tried. Even though you were also asleep during that time. Oh, for sure. Um, so we haven't talked about Survivor in a few minutes. <laughs> We were talking about CBS properties, though, and of course this is a TKO podcast, as everybody knows, so it's fine. (laughs) As long as we keep it CBS. Have you guys been watching Bull? (laughs) 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 All right, I think think we can end it there. Uh, I don't think we have anything else, right, to talk about? I I, I did. What do you got? I was saying, you could... That was why I said it like that, so you can bring you something else. It's just, it's it's better than you think. (laughs) I I, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, Quinn is going to start talking about Bull, and the audio is just going to fade out. (laughs) (laughs) So, I know what you're thinking. Michael Weatherly, wasn't he okay on NCIS? He wasn't just okay. He was great. (laughs) Pretty gang.